0: recorded live. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be across the nation or around the world. Once again, you are listening to VMware Communities Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 611. My name is Eric Nilsson, and with me today, I have my regular co-host, Matt Lungath. Today is Wednesday, June 29th, 2022. Matt, how are you doing today? Eric, I feel like I haven't
3: been living up to the regular co-host standard as of late. It's been a while since I've been back on to be able to co-host. Really appreciate the opportunity. It's eight weeks out. We're thereabouts from all things VMware Explore. So we're here to talk about the content catalog, all of the the session features, some more in-depth into what the Explore event is shaping up to be this year for both Uh, the Americas and the HPJ and all of the other locations that are are happening or, or whatnot for the entire platform. But before, sir, we get to all of that, my favorite question, how are you? How are things out there on the West Coast? And most importantly, what is the color of the bay today?
0: I'm doing great. I'm getting pretty excited. Uh, we've been doing a lot of stuff. The content calendar launched yesterday, so we've been talking about it. We did a, a, a live stream tweet uh, this morning, uh, which was kind of cool. That one. we did, which was fun. I,
3: are we going to be able to repost that? Is that I, something that you is know, it's live or? First-
0: it's first time we've used it. I don't really know what we get to do with it. I assume that they record that as an MP3, and we should be able to post that somewhere. So that was fun, and exciting. Had people on there. We, we've been talking about content calendar, and then you know, California here is beautiful weather. It's uh, was hot last week. This week it's like in the seventies, so can't go wrong with that. Color of the bay is we got just a, a dark turquoise. Darker green, calm, nice weather, classic summer, a little bit hot and dry. We're in drought, so uh, going good with that. So, yes, I'm excited about uh, VMware Explore, as always, Content Calendar. Before we go, get into that, maybe we should shoot over to Utah and ask Core Romero, what's he got going for the experts and the bloggers?
1: Yeah, so uh, a couple of really cool things. So Blogger Passes, we've got 25 Blogger Passes for VMware Explore US, and we've got 15 for VMware Explore uh, Europe. So um, later today, in just about an hour, on blogs.vmware.com/vexpert, you'll see a post and you'll see exactly um, how to apply for a blogger pass, um, and then some of the things that we're looking for. So look out for that, um, and then also vExpert um, the voting. So for our second half vExpert awards, the results will come out in July 11th. Um, so if you've, if you've applied for Vexpert, uh, look for that on July 11th in your email, as well as the Vexpert blog. Um, tomorrow, we've got also a Vexpert briefing tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Pacific time on Skyliner Advisor Pro. And that's, uh, that's exclusively for the Vexperts. So uh, other than that, the weather here in Utah is amazing. And we got rain yesterday. Oh, Great.
0: Yeah, my Corey, It came
3: up on the uh, Twitter Spaces event today that we are still requesting for V experts that are going to be attending either the U.S. or Europe VMware Explorer event that we need them to go into the V expert portal. Correct? Yes. And check whether they're going to be attending. And the reason why is we have a significant gift that's going to be able to or. or I hear that's coming along for those V experts and we need to have an idea of how many we're giving out. And in order that's to do that, this is the mechanism that we're using. So for those V experts that are out there, please head over to the V expert portal. And I think within the portal, there's an, an events tab right up towards yeah, events the and
1: opportunities. Yep, events and opportunities and it's really easy. You'll see both events, U.S. and Europe. You just click yes, I'm going or no, I'm not going. Uh, if you're not going, please update us that on the well as well. Um, if you're for sure going, choose yes.
0: Yeah. Just, Absolutely. Uh, just, just. Oh, and there is a
1: cutoff date for that. July 15th is our cutoff date. So right around the corner let us. Yeah, it is right around the corner. So get on it. You've got about 16, 17 days left. Um, so yeah. <laughs> for us to to know and and budget correctly. Yeah, uh,
0: well, at this point, yeah, it's not in budgeting. It's just, we got to put the order in. And, you know, we've talked about on the podcast, we are going to buy the Nooks. uh, So everybody gets a Nook and then you can go uh, come to our code lab and uh, and install, learn how to install Tanzu on your Nook and then learn how to put sensors on your Nook to build a smart desktop and then learn YAML file configuration to control the desktop applications that we do in the code session. And we're going to teach you a little bit about how to build a smart uh, desktop app, uh, have a do voice control, and then we'll teach you how to create YAML files to control that application to run things on your desk. So should be a lot of fun, kind of like the the Raspberry Pi, but instead we're going to do it on x86s with sensors and a smart device with a voice. So I'm looking forward to all that. Uh, but if you don't come, uh, you can't get one, so we're not going to mail them out. And if you don't reg, by or if you don't let us know by july 15th you're going to be there then we're not going to order one of these guys for you because they are super expensive and so but we haven't had a great gift in two years and we're not going to do a party so instead you're going to come engage with us come do the you know DevOps sessions, do the coding sessions, uh, and be a part of it. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Going to be worth uh, showing up. So Corey, thanks for putting that all together. And everybody, get That's out cool. there, get to the uh, get get yourself registered. For the event, otherwise, we're going to have a lot of angry v experts who uh, aren't going to get their 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 Nook. X86 Celeron processor, uh, I think it's like a four or five core machine, little box. If you haven't ever built a home lab on a, on a Nook and you see, go look at that. X86 Nook from Intel's. Uh, go check that out. We're going to be giving them away for the experts. All right. With awesome. that, uh, Matt, anything else or should we get to our guests? Let's dive right into it. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, introduce Allison Cooker, director of event management event marketing content, and Marion Scoble, manager of event content. My two favorite people in mm-hmm. all of VMware outside of our own group. It's it's just always great to have you guys on. And uh, the times you. are big right now because of content calendar. This is your moment, right? This is this is one of the biggest ones. Why don't we start with Allison? Allison, tell us. A, you know, give us a one minute elevator pitch. How long you been at VMware? What do you do? We kind of a know that but uh, go for it
2: okay okay sure um let's see i'm going on keep me right now. four years or five years Miriam? because we started at the same time we're close about five years now, five years yeah. now okay so five years at vmware um and all the time i've been the director of content content is my thing i'm all about exact content um and that's what me and Miriam and others on the team focus on vmware awesome. explorer particularly
0: all right. Perfect. And uh, Miriam, you can do the same, the same thing.
4: Yeah. Uh, as Allison mentioned, we started just right about the same time and we've been having a lot of fun uh, putting together a great agenda for this year, but uh, we do this every year because content is king and we love working on it. Queen. <laughs> Queen.
0: <laughs> right. Right. All right. Well, uh, so this year, you know, it's, it's a different year because we haven't been on prem now we're on prem it's a new event technically you guys have been looking at why don't we talk a little bit first about the broadening out of the you know explore event right and how that has affected you know content acquisition for the for the show this year
2: absolutely um well one of the things i want to stress is that it is a broadening out it's not a exclusion of so it's still, you know, our core users conference, right? Our VI admins, our, our sys sysadmins. We have content for them. Everything from the new, you know, Project Arctic, uh, the vSphere Plus, vSAN Plus. Lots of great content on that, including some hands-on, I believe, experience that we might be able to have there. Um, all the way through to some of our newer Tanzu related product uh, conversations and more hands-on there as well. So. We, we kind of have that broad range all for the IT admin, and we also have new content that's more for the developer. Um, we have a DevSecOps track, we have a DevOps track, we have an open source track, um, where some of the newer people perhaps to knowing about VMware can come, hear the things that they wanna hear about, and hopefully also stop by and check out some of the things that maybe they, didn't even know about. We have some content this year that's drive viable. Um, so you don't have to scan your badge. You don't have to do anything. You can just kind of come to the expo hall and hear some great content as well as sign up register, come to get your really great user conference content that is sure to, to help you with your day job. Yeah,
0: that, that's, that sounds, sounds great. I know it's, it's exciting because, you know, we have the new event but then if you look at vmware and the great things that we got you know that people are talking about whether it's Tanzu, modern apps or DevOps, right? Like if you look at uh who we're selling to and what the VI admin is doing, we we really can't call them VI admins anymore. We have to call them IT admins, right? That because yes. they're spreading out what they do, whether it's multi-cloud, whether it's you know, supporting developers that are laying on top of Tanzu, which the truth is, Tanzu is a great product. It just runs on our current infrastructure, but yet you give Kubernetes to all your developers. And so it's like mostly IT practitioners are like, yeah, we need to do this. We're doing it. We're deploying Tanzu. And so they have to come, you know, absorb this content. So there's been just a high demand on all of these topics.
2: And I wanted to say just one of, that's one of the things that Miriam and I have been talking to, And you know, we have a bunch of people who are much smarter than we are, our SMEs who we work with to develop and curate all the content. One of the things we've told all of those people is that, you know, we're here as well to bring that, Like you said, that VI admin really who is becoming an IT admin, help them get there. Like we're there to help them make that shift as well as kind of our our audience acquisition, you know, plan is making a shift.
0: Yeah. And it's it's interesting because it's not just um, make they're not actually making a shift. They're just layering on top. Right, like it's Mm -hmm. like nobody's leaving vSphere, right? We still have vSphere. You still have all the infrastructure that you've had. But at the same time, these are things that are laying in that you can climb up the stack, right? And so it isn't like anybody's abandoning or changing their roles as much as they're just adding more capability into vSphere, which is kind of what we did with Tanzu, right? So Matt, is that an accurate assessment?
3: I, you know, I was just running through the the content catalog that was out there. And to Allison's point, one of the things that I I started to see is just as a general theme is above and beyond the product content itself. It was more of how are we now accommodating our own audience to maybe possibly make that transition over from the traditional BI admin to maybe that more DevOps focused, right? And what do I mean by that? Well, some of the sessions that are out there for career development, I happen to notice one that was out there of how are you going to make the, the transition from a BI admin to more DevOps focused? There is, you know, community content that's out there from Amanda Blevins about how she was able to transition into now what is the first female CTO at VMware, right? She's had that talk track, out there for a while now with the VMUG circuit. But she's now, I'm assuming, has now made that next step into her career with even now leveling up to the the position of CTO Um, and would love to hear that that revised content. So it's not only about the technical side of, of things. I'm sure that Allison and Marianne can speak to this. But then, how do you make that transition as the individual, right, or that team lead that's out there that's now having to, to reorient what was the traditional, you know, VI admin team? And that's what I love that I'm starting to see as a theme within this w- within the content calendar. Uh,
0: I have a question for Miriam uh, with regard to um, going to content calendar i find that it is super easy now to find content like if you go to i just everybody that's listening to this you have to go there you have to go to uh, vmware.com slash explore uh, check check the u.s device the uh, u.s uh event or europe and go into the content calendar the the, the ability to select product Select session type and like product. There's like 20 entries, and they're just nice checkbox interface. Very fast, very speedy. You know, super quick uh, session type. You can choose what type of session. So the VMTN Tech Talks are right there. VMR Code Theaters right there. I don't feel like it was ever this easy to find the VMTN sessions and the and the code sessions and other sessions. Did you guys make changes to this, or you know, am I just because I haven't spent it's been been two years since we've had a live event. I'm curious what what your impression is on this interface now.
4: Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out. Um, I think because of the breadth of of the information and the sessions that we have, it is so overwhelming to look at the content catalog as a whole. And uh, we, uh, it's a learning process, as everything else with with live. We had a lot of focus groups after the conferences and met with some of our BMUG leaders, met with some of our speakers, met with the content um, content leads and got their feedback. And, uh, and we tried to implement it as much as possible to make it an easy experience for the attendee so that they'll, when they'll look at the content catalog, they are viewing all of our sessions, but they're um, able to find the session, the topic, the speaker um, that they want. And, and, and of course the product that they, they want to learn more about. But yeah it's a it's a learning process
0: yeah, I, w- I would say even the, the audience selector, right? So if you're CEO, CFO, CIO, uh, cloud admin, cloud architect, like that's really nice. And these are all live checkbox things you can check. And all of a sudden what I'm looking at, the sessions it's recommending, I can go into each of these categories, select various things so that ideally it just gives me like the five sessions that I should go look at if I, want, if I were interested in multi-cloud and I'm a cloud architect and I, you know, want a code session right like boom there it is i check these boxes and it just gives you a nice manageable list so i gotta say sh- profs and shout outs uh and fist bumps to uh all of you guys that uh, built this interface because it's the first time i've ever felt like it I is it's super slick if you want to search for right. for an
3: individual speaker it, it returns that back i've used it for okay i want to see all of the eus sessions that are out there if you search just for eus so that, that was I can remember that I think that was either in twenty, either twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one where we, we renamed that over now from what was EUC focused content to end user services. So I can see all of those sixty you know, some sessions that are out there, uh, filtering out by you know what, what might be keynotes. I see Sean Bass is scheduled to give a, a keynote talk uh, as he usually does and and whatnot, and then all of the other content that that's out there. Uh, that I can see that's now really focused on partners and customers, right? Of, of that huge amount of, of, for any given one of these, you know, talk tracks of it, if you pick a track and then see all of the partners and the customers that are out there, as opposed to what was a little bit more BU focused. So while we certainly appreciate the technical content from years past, one of the things I'm excited about for not only for myself, but then for the customers as well that are attending is how are you actually using this tech, right? What does this look like when it's deployed in the field? What are some of the challenges that you ran into? What's your story? What's it's the best cost or adoption, you know, narrative that you can have, right? That's the power of this, where the customer gets to tell the story and you know that, that level of Transparency that's that's there, right? Yeah. So, what what did you run into?
2: Well, Matt, I guess I have to pay you now because <laughs> <laughs> that was that was like everything I think to Miriam and I. We have worked really hard this year to really have customers and partners talk about how they use VMware, as opposed to what we've done in the past, which is have VMware talk about how they you know developed the VMware product.
3: Very and there's different. some of that. Don't get me and wrong, there right? There, there's there there's still some be. of that. But there's but we, a new yeah. emphasis for that customer story.
2: Yeah, because like, we've heard, we have heard that even our most diligent you, you know product users want to hear how the products are being used at other places, right? Our customers like to hear that. And some of them have come through our partners. We know our partners are very important to us. And so having the partners bring customers who are also, our customers is important too, and having the partners talk about um, the solutions that they provide to their customers. So, yeah, I'm really glad that you noticed that change. It's been um, it's a bit it's been a shift
1: in the boat. And, and I want to
3: bring up a, a great session that Kenny Coleman on our Twitter Spaces discussion had had called out um, car washes and Kubernetes. Right, this is a SE Austin uh, Lawrence with Computer de- Design and Integration. This is session KUBB2137, so kilo, uniform, bravo, bravo. Just a great example of a customer that's out there that's using the Kubernetes stack out for car washes to run, you know, certain applications that I'm assuming this might be, you know, PCL controls or some type of other automation that they have out for a fleet of car washes and how he was able to develop this and implement the solution. So stories like that, right? Where we can see how this technology stack within the Tanzu portfolio now is being rolled out and used in real world workloads and production use cases.
0: Yeah. Uh I, I would add that uh, I feel like there's a happy pendulum swing. So back when I started the company in 2006 and 2007, if you looked at the VM world content, it was all customers because customers were getting this virtualization that was unheard of. And they were coming in and just showing how, because nobody knew how to do it because you know vSphere was brand new. It wasn't even vSphere, it was ESX or uh, Virtual Infrastructure 2.0 and Virtual Infrastructure 3.0. So they were, and, and I looked at them for the first couple, three years from maybe 2006, 2009. And it was a lot of the same people telling the same story, but what they what they did more year after year, right? So they'd come in the next year and tell you what they went managed to implement the next year. Somewhere around 2010, maybe 11 or 12, the pendulum swung to, and granted, people were saying, wait, it's the same customers telling the same stories. And, and so of course the pendulum swung the other way going like, could we have more VMware come and tell us what's actually happening in the product set and what we want to learn. I'm tired of hearing, because there were literally 30 sessions on how to implement ESXi in the data center to do physical to virtual consolidation, right? And so we saw that pendulum swing. and. It swung, I think, too far, right, where we spent a lot of time, you know, pretty soon there wasn't that much customer or use cases. And now I see it swinging back, which I actually think is cool because we have so many more customers doing so many more things, blockchain and other things where you're just like, yeah, I'd like love to learn about this now. So that's kind of fun too. I like I like, I like, like that pendulum swing and I think it will be popular and I think it lends itself well, well to explore with the exception that now that you have, ex- it's called Explore, yet I got this great thing. so I like. I thought you were gonna have to like wander around and look under rocks and try to figure out where you could learn something. But uh, you've kind of taken the fun out of the explore with this great interface. Um, let's check a little bit about like. Um, the difference in having a physical event again, right? And what it means to record people versus not record people versus being at the venue. How many sessions do we have? And wh- what's the operational you know, difficulties of getting all these people to show up at events again, right?
2: Well, I'll focus on the in-person and Miriam can talk about our digital destination. Um, what we, okay. What we did for the in-person is one, we realized, you know, it's not going to be a 25,000 attended, person attended event this year. Now it could surprise us. We could be happily surprised, but we think things are still a little bit where, you know, let's plan for something a little less than that. And actually we plan for about half. So we actually skinnied back the amount of sessions that we're offering in person as well. Um, it's still, ton of in-person sessions more than any one person could see in one day. Um, but there is definitely, you if you look at 2019, there's definitely less sessions than we than we hosted then. Um, and we and we went back to kind of what we know and what our attendees thought they needed and had told us that they wanted, which is we capture all of the content that, that is live. We posted 24 hours after that on our on demand um, available to everyone, whether you registered or not, uh, with your, with your code. And then we also have things that you can't get captured, like the hands on lab experience or the meet the expert experience or some of, you know, expo theaters like those. So there's enough FOMO, right. To make it valuable to pay Mm -hmm. for the registration. But also there's that like, oh, I couldn't see every session. I want to see something, or I really just don't have the budget and I really still need to know and use your content. So for your email, you can get it the day after. So we decided to stick to that
0: format. Nice, nice, that makes sense. Miriam, online destination, what does that mean?
4: Yes, um, so the pandemic was hard for everyone, but it did give us a lot of opportunities to explore how we can reach a vast variety of of, uh, attendees. And so we use the pre-recorded sessions and the virtual environment to reach our attendees in the last two years. We've decided to keep the best of of what we had in the past and and go ahead this year and provide a digital destination for attendees who cannot make it physically to uh, the event. These would be um, the top of the technical sessions um, that we would be pre-recording. Um, and they would launch about 100 sessions for U.S., an additional 50 sessions for the European conference. Um, We were pre-recording them level um, T200 and level T300, and they would be available at the first day of the conference, or day zero, as we call it, um, August 29th for U.S. and November 7th for Europe. Um, Now, that means that um, anyone, could watch these um, as long as they log into uh, their my, my VMware account.
0: Um, nice. Yeah, account. We, <laughs> we were con- we're we're probably going to do that for the VMware Code sessions where we're reaching out to the code auth- authors, you know, um, which there are like thirty of them, and recording them ahead of time because we're not going to pay for the camera crew for the code session. So if you're there live, you can watch the code sessions uh, we'll pre-record and then release those code sessions as pre-recorded sessions um, after the show right so that if you can't make it Sweet. you can, you can still see the be there and see the, the, the session. And it is kind of a nice hybrid approach. Let me ask did, you said a day after or is it the day of when, when are you going to release your sessions online then? The
4: pre-recorded sessions would launch on the first day of the conference, August 29th. Um, But if we are capturing in-person sessions, they would be available 24 hours after they
0: launch. And so then the other obvious question, and then I'll I'll let Matt ask if he has any, um, is, are you going to have an indicator on the content calendar or that, to, to know how am I going to know if I can't make it to VMworld, which of these sessions are ones that will be put on in the online experience?
2: I'll give you the secret sauce.
0: Oh, I'll give you one. Yeah, I'll give yeah. you one way. If, if you there's came here. Way. Right. If you are, if you listen <laughs> to this podcast, she's going to tell secret us. Sauce. No, right.
2: there's one very obvious way. And then there's the secret sauce. So Marion can give you the uh, really obvious way. The secret sauce is. At the end, you know, we have these session codes. Right. If you see a D at the Ooh. end of a session code, that's a it digital? means it's pre-recorded.
0: Nice. And
2: it was on demand. So that's that's the secret backdoor way to know.
0: That's like going to Costco good. and seeing the 89 versus the 99 and the end of the number, right? Like they do that. Yeah, season. I don't know that. Yeah. You can help me out. <laughs> we'll oh, yeah. That. If you're in Costco and anything that adds 99, that's regular price. So $20.99. That's regular price. Twenty-nine and eighty-nine with a little asterisk they put above the of the thing in the top right hand corner means that it's on sale, but it's and they're not reordering. And therefore you can wait again and they'll probably discount it one more time. So you can look at the cards in Costco and know and know whether Shopping that's the full with price, Eric thank uh, you <laughs> whether it's been discounted. And then if it has an asterisk, it means they're not ordering any more of that. So they'll discount it more as time goes on. So, yeah, oh. but cool. So D on the session numbers uh, will D will at be the end there. of yep. the session
2: code. Right.
4: And then also, Miriam, you can also look at the session description and delivery would be either on demand or uh, in person. Um, and when the schedule builder goes live for the U.S. on uh, July 19, then there would be a separate tab for sessions that are part of our digital destination. And then they, the other sessions would be divided by day. Um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday,
0: and so on. Nice, so I'm looking at it now and I see delivery in person. So if you expand out the uh, breakout session description, it, it collapses out and gives you a bunch more data. And one of them at the bottom is delivery model. So in person or yep. there. So that's cool, but I lo- I do love the D at the end because if you're just scanning through, you don't have to open it up and go look, you can just see it's a D or not. So a great hack. Matt, do you have any uh, thoughts on or questions around uh, content recording or? delivery.
3: I'll bring up another point that that came up from the Twitter spaces conversation this morning. And again, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't bring this up on behalf of TAM and Success360 customers. I don't believe Allison, Marianne, correct me if I'm wrong, but currently it is not listed within the content catalog. However, if you are a Success360 or TAM customer, there is a over 60 sessions available for you, that you can speak with your TAM, Success360 Executive, or BU, uh, Customer Success Manager, that you now have access to, to speak with subject matter experts, product managers, and product line managers, uh, also potentially with other customers, for customer roundtables and whatnot, as you are um, you know, uh, talking about, let's say you're interested in where uh, a future horizon roadmap is headed, or you want to know, uh, have a service request within the Tanzu pl- pl- platform in general. These sessions are meant for you as a 6360 or TAM customer. So if you have that service within your portfolio, within your organization, please make sure that you reach out to your TAM and take advantage of those sessions that are just set aside for you.
2: I agree with everything that you said, Matt. And um, there actually are 38 of those 60-ish sessions that are available in the content catalog ah. or only. TAM customers and 363 VMware 360, BMW 360 um, customer success customers, they what they we identify by email address. So when they log ah. in with that approved TAM customer email, they see an option for those sessions. But we would
3: so- so, if you were just, in other words, if you're browsing the content catalog just as a non-logged-in user, you would not be able to see that currently. However, based on the credentials that you would probably have for your normal, let's call it, uh, customer connect email yes. address and credentials, that's exactly because it. that's then linked to your enterprise agreement, which where there we would know if you have that TAM or Success 360 resource, then you, then you could book that session. However, as I brought up before, if you would run into difficulties with that and and you're entitled to it, please be in touch with your Success360 executive or your TAM that's assigned to your account.
0: All right, next topic on my list, right? Which, you know, I haven't given him any, any of these topics yet. And maybe you can talk about it. Maybe you can't. This is where I make these guys cringe a little bit. But no, <laughs> yeah. only joking. Um, you know, you do have the keynotes, right? And you do have, you know, the what do you call the big sessions? The I don't know what general sessions. <laughs> yeah, solutions and general general sessions with the special ones where What can you tell us about what's going on uh, in in that space? Like, how many are we doing? I know there's a gen session on Tuesday, right? Like uh, make you tap dance a little bit. Uh, What what can we what can we say about these things?
2: Well, we're making the sausage. (laughs) (laughs) um, there is one general session that is going to be on Tuesday morning uh, for 90 minutes. Nice. And then there are eight solution keynotes that take the content from the general session and dive a little deeper uh, into the more specifics. So there's a lot of coordination going on between you know exec comms and all of the BGs and and all of their communications people to make sure that we're having a cohesive story uh, from the gen from the gen session all the way through the solution key
0: and for me that's like a a, a fun coming to the general session is just like fun i think i will wear a mask right i think i'll just i think i'll just be safe and wear a mask but i want to go because like there's like 12 14,000 you know I think we're targeting 12,000 people are going to be in that gen session right which is like the energy level that you just get from everybody in a room right is is just just amazing uh mm-hmm. and and worth worth it right and i we are going to have one and and then i would assume ragu and others will be part of that and uh, i think absolutely like, like ragu is my probably my third favorite right behind you two, right with regard to like <laughs> giving us great strategy and great like, yeah. If You look at yeah. it. I've been here for 15 years. Ragu hired me at the beginning when we came over here. When there was like, I think I joined VMware when it was 2,000 people. And Ragu has always been the one, you know, working with uh, Mendel and Diane Green, originally the founders, kind of coming up with strategies for the data center. And so, just coming to the show to listen to Ragu do a keynote is like, I pay the 2,000 just to come listen to see what he has to say because. He's such a brilliant guy, right? And sometimes people watch Ragu and they go, oh, he's not that energetic. I know, but yeah, but he's like a genius. And mm-hmm. and what he, he knows our customer base and he knows the IT industry so well that if you get an opportunity, it's like getting to listen to Wozniak talk about, you know, you know, devices and Macs and the old days. If you get to listen to Ragu talk about where IT is going, it is like a rarity Then and so. I'm I'm super. I'm looking forward to to, to just having to get to hear him talk strategy, just like back in the days Mendel would get up on stage and Mendel they would give Mendel like 25 minutes to talk about where things were going in tech, right? In in IT, and I feel like this is an opportunity to you know get ragu up there and and have some fun with that. Just you know, Pat was also very good at that, uh, and so I'm pretty yeah. excited uh, about this opportunity where I just feel like. The online sessions, you never, you know, you had the keynotes, but it was all on Zoom. You didn't have that energy in the room, the buzz that that happens when you get 12,000 people in a room, right? So I'm excited about that. And I'm glad you guys are going to kind of put those on. Uh, it, Absolutely.
2: Absolutely.
0: Right. Um, all right. So you, you've given us eight eight big general sessions, uh, nope. keynote. One uh, one general
2: session, uh, one general, eight, so eight
0: yeah, okay. Um yeah, yeah. then uh, so you're you guys aren't committing to a second cool session then on Thursdays like we used to do that, right? Like all the sessions are cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know <laughs> we would do these way out ones where you put on a helmet and it would uh, it measure your brain waves and do kind of the the kind of things which I think is is good to understand that uh this year it's a 3-day show, right? But we yeah. are going right in through the the Thursday, you know, goes. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, you got
2: no more Sunday.
0: Right. You no fly more Sunday. in. You can
2: have stay with your family, you right. know, if you can. Well, fly in
0: on Monday. Except that there's a lot of stuff that happens on Sunday and Monday. I know VMUG's going to have some stuff. The board That's members going to have their stuff. Uh, TCAB uh, gonna, uh, going to have their stuff. So th- it actually feels like a little nicer because we've always had to deal with this the Sunday, Monday, early access community stuff. So I feel like it was always jammed. It turned into Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, where now at least I get like, it's sunday monday and then tuesday wednesday thursday so i think they you know most of us in this ecosystem probably people listening to this podcast know that there's stuff to come in you fly in on saturday and there's stuff to do on sunday and i know the community booth for example is open all day monday right so we've got stuff going on there yeah, and we have a lot be, of stuff
2: yeah, on monday yeah, that's right we're going to be Tutorials. doing sticker exchanges and, um,
0: yep yep and uh, talks on how to be a good blogger and that kind of stuff so oh, cool yeah it'll Very be cool. it'll be going on all week and there's a lot of little stuff going on on sunday too so most most people will get there no later than sunday and then there's stuff on sunday night that's always happening so yeah but i feel like this gets a little bit a little bit less intense right yeah Matt, what else do we want to ask these guys? while we we you know I'm gonna I'm gonna ask them the the, the traditional follow up, but I don't know if there's other things that we need to, to ping them on. So we have
3: 608 sessions that are out there right now. If I look through the entire catalog, but I'm sure there's some other drops to come, right? Some other announcements, some other teasers, some maybe some special
0: guests and whatnot. Okay. I thought 608, six hundred and eight six I thought you would cut it back. that's right. Like, that's a huge number. <laughs> we have nearly
2: a thousand at the end or more, actually. Wow. I, I'd have to look and see. so it we're still we're and that's every session right now. That's not just breakout sessions. So we still have all of our fabulous theaters and you know CoCo right. theater so, and yeah. so it all adds up
0: right. No, it's crazy.
3: What can we, without you know giving away any of the secret sauce, Alice and Marianne, what can we maybe expect to hear as far as just some broad brush strokes of, of some things that we we might want to keep as a community our, our ears to the ground of things to be expecting here within the next couple of weeks or as as we start to really get closer to the event of maybe some speakers or some events or or just a, a little bit to put a teaser out there that. No, now
0: that we're back in person, that, that you're we so might be looking at for, so, for the event. You're so subtle, Matt, right? Like, we <laughs> want to know what the party is, <laughs> who the band coming? is, what's going exactly, on.
2: Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm going <laughs> to say. Twist their, their arm. They're we never
3: going to tell it. us.
2: Well, we're going to announce where the party is. So definitely, it's very cool. And I think people will be excited just because of where it's at, not even who it's at who's there. So. I just,
0: I just got goosebumps because I know what the answer should be, but I don't know if it is, but Yeah, that sounds exciting, right? Like,
2: but yeah, you're also going to see um, a lot more of the multi-cloud, right? So the center of the universe uh, of multi-cloud is VMware Explorer, and we are working behind the scenes to do some really cool content related things focused on, um, our multi-cloud universe our hyperscalers and so you probably be seeing some more of that um some stuff that you probably don't get when you go to kind of a just one of their events i'll just say that you know since we have relationships across all of them um, so we're working on course,
3: we we've already called out kelsey hightower is going to be representing right yeah principal engineer over at google
2: yeah very excited about that that.
3: industry uh, veterans and, and well-known industry names that happen. So Perhaps. Analyst uh,
2: names coming uh, up probably. Sure. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yep, we're fervently we're, we're working on a lot of things. that. Are I'm, I'm going to follow up
0: because I'm just so excited. So I just got to. So can you tell me that the party will not be in Moscone Center? How about that? Can you at least confirm?
2: That? I, can, I can confirm oh, that the party yes. is not.
0: This is going to be Moscone. great. I never because there are some really couple all venues outside of Moscone Center are fun in San Francisco. There is not a bad external. Like one time we had it at the Tech Center, another time we had it on the uh, on the uh, uh, one of the islands between the bridge. Remember that a few way 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 back they bust us over to forget what that island is. Treasure right? and, Island. Yeah, yeah, Treasure Island, where we leased that whole place out and you know, like had had video game like, cool stuff. Like there have been some really epic parties. I felt like on prem it was a little less exciting because you're just in Moscone yet again. Uh, But I'm, I'm super excited about that. And then Matt, you know, I I will just say this, this is not really relevant to Miriam and Alison, but like I was somewhere and I had a full cold beer, right. And I haven't had any real drinking because we've been, my wife doesn't let me drink. I've been having, I work at home every day. Like it's like going somewhere and having a beer with friends and like maybe oh, cigar or something. Like it was amazing. The beer tasted the best the best cold brew I've ever had. And so if we have a party, like you guys can need to go register just so you can come get drunk with me because let me tell you, <laughs> It tastes better than anything I've ever drank, <laughs> having a beer after two years of COVID dryness. My kidneys and liver are all ready to go. They are like peak performance. They haven't had anything in years. This is gonna be a lot of fun. That's we're, gonna hilarious. Have, we're gonna have a lot of fun. Yeah, and
4: this, this is a segue to what I wanted to talk about, which I usually don't get to talk about, but I love is the food. I just came back from a tasting at Moscone and I had flew in the chef from Sabre who'd be uh, doing the uh, catering. And the food, which is something I have never been excited about at a conference, was phenomenal. I I think that our attendees not only would be delighted by our content, but this time they would actually love the food, so come for the content and stay for the food.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah that 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 also because that's the other thing like when you've had you know conference food regardless for 15 years straight and then we go two or three years without any conference food it actually doesn't have to be that good to be amazing it's like my beer all you're reiterating is that you haven't had any external food either and then you went and tasted the same old chicken wing and it tasted amazing (laughs) because you just haven't gotten out of so it is crazy how things that used to be so old and so routine, now when you come to the external event, I'm sure the food is going to be great, right? But I would say that everything it really,
4: tastes really It really is, yeah. yes. Um,
0: have you ever been on a diet and then you break your diet and all of the food just tastes amazing? All oh my life. Like, like, I am going to say, like, no. I have no idea what That's you're where about. I feel like the beer and the food is going to just going to be amazing as an experience. Yeah, and then all the content, all the learning, everything else, I mean, the All, that, all, there. That, yeah. Yeah, all we're the gonna, networking, yeah. all, all that other stuff.
2: You do, yeah. and and the
0: industry is changing fast enough that uh, it is worthwhile going and getting out. And I would say, go to vmware.com slash explore, click on the US event, go to content calendar. It's like three clicks, easy to get it. You will be amazed at being able to sort through these 600 pieces of content. I mean, I think it's just an educational thing For me, just to look at the stuff and read, just like even if you don't ever see a session, just spending time seeing how many topics are out there and how easy it is to go just look at blockchain and see all the blockchain stuff, right? And just read what's out there. It is so nice and clean that like, it's almost like we should keep this up for five more years as as an educational tool because it really is uh, top notch, right? Matt, we got nine more minutes left for the show. We always ask them what their goals and objectives are coming, coming into the next six months. Uh, anything else we want to hit before we do the traditional wrap up?
3: I, this is more of a a personal question for the both of you, but this is, you know, from a project management perspective, I'm sure that this is now you're down to the wire, right? This is. Really, you're you're eight weeks out. There's a, a lot of orchestration. This is probably where you hit that one or two bumps in the road things and whatnot. But you guys have done this before. So just from you know, let's just call it an operational perspective, you know, your PMs in your own right. Of how do you how do you balance things over the next two months? How how do you guys personally manage what between the run up to this event the intensity of the, the run up to this event with just you know trying to stay sane right of, of of being in for it for what is you know the duration right you guys not only have to get up to the starting line but then finish through the event and then you know start planning all over again so what's your how do you manage such a, a project of, of the scale and then stay still maintain somewhat level of you know personal um, space and, and, and time for yourselves?
1: Oh, Mariana, you want me to go first?
4: <laughs>
3: sure, <or out. laughs> allison's dishing the question off to Marianne.
4: You know, I, I think it, it, it's a matter of having the right mix of um, people on the team so that we can like the yin and yang to balance each other out having a great timeline and milestones that you drive to and uh, looking at the resources and getting feedback and really listening um, to the feedback and and making changes as you go along. But um, Allison is a great mentor to me. I always look up to her um, and I've had great bosses in the past. And one of my um, previous bosses, um, one time I came to him and I was so frustrated and so anxious and and I just like the, everything was falling apart at this event and was not going the way I wanted. And he just said, breathe. <laughs> and he said, I have a question for you. Is somebody going to die tomorrow? I'm like, nope. Are you in very acute physical pain? Nope. So then we can fix it. <laughs> and I said, yeah. So every time I get to that point, I just breathe. <laughs> Take it like a life check and and just uh, start hitting that list and and marking marking them off as i go
2: <laughs> yeah and it takes
4: it takes a village
2: right so i, I want to give a shout out to all of the content leads right that we work with we are pms for a vast number of bu PMMs, tmms you know that are just constantly at work trying to work through getting all of this content together so you know it it's four of us And it's like a hundred other people that are really involved in getting this all done. So I really want to give a big thanks to, because it's our day job. It's not their day job. Um, So it's really, without them, we wouldn't be able to have the great content that we've had year over year over year. So I really want to, it's really important to give a shout out to them too.
0: Matt, you, you know, you know how we deal with it? the, the, sh- you know, when the curtain goes up, the show goes on, right? I, I don't think anybody ever gets done. I think that you run out of time. You work as hard as you yes, can you on do. everything you can. And, you know, it never all gets done. There's always issues. There's always things that are wrong. And then, and then the, the old adage, you don't have to outrun the bear. You have to do better than Salesforce. That's all. <laughs> You're never going to be perfect. Show the curtain's going to go up and, and, and we do a really good job compared to everybody else. And that's it. That's my that's my analogy. Like when I, I do the code booth, all that, I'm never done. I just don't, you just never get done with everything. You just run out of time and you get what you get, right? And then you hope it's better than your competitors, right? And generally it has been. So deal, fun stuff. All right. and i,
2: I want to say i want to say one thing because we didn't get to it so wanted to also give a shout out to our regions right because this year is new that we're in brazil we're right. in yeah. singapore right we've never been in those two we've yeah. always had our japan and our china events but they're coming back so we have two new locations for vmware explore as well as coming back strong in japan and china
0: yeah and that, that that's going to be fun i'm sure there's going to be momentum uh along that uh, the apj you know run when that when that gets up gets going in september october right like that all, all happens and uh branded explore now that should be fun for everybody right yeah yeah and they're doing some cool
2: things because they yeah. japan and china are really hybrid right. very small in person very strong digital platform so um all, all right. in language so i won't be going to them but uh you know we'll yeah. be understanding
0: we do send some code packages there and usually recruit people to do some community stuff at all those events and so cool. you know yeah yeah we we do cover cover that and certainly do social and community for that so that's cool we're at the end of the hour the last three minutes we all because we live stream on youtube.com v barbecue Uh, V-B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E, you can go over there, give us a like and a follow, watch uh, the the video. You can actually see what Allison and Miriam look like. Um, So we just do that for fun. And we, because it is near lunchtime in California, we'll ask both of you, what is your favorite barbecue? Do you make barbecue? Do you have some barbecue that you like to go to Uh, a favorite restaurant or do you make barbecue at home? And we'll start with Miriam because she's unmuted.
4: Ah, I love food, can't you tell? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, the favorite barbecue place that I go to is um, in South Winchester in San Jose. And uh, we love their chicken and their ribs. Um, But um, I'll I'll, I'll take... My husband barbecuing
0: any day if you volunteers for it, I'm in. If you can get it, I got. I just I got a Traeger finally, right with the pellet feeders and all that. So we're gonna smoke over the Fourth of July weekend for the first time. And uh, I have my daughter's uh, partner. She he he um, he catches a lot of fish, does a lot of fishing. So he's gonna bring uh, fish, and we're gonna smoke fish all day on on Fourth of July. Allison, what is uh, what's your go to barbecue?
2: So my go to barbecue is right here in Burlington, North Carolina, Steve's Smokehouse. But this Smokehouse. weekend, a friend of ours is coming in from Pennsylvania. She makes her own barbecue sauce. So I have a rack of ribs that I'm going to yeah. start slow yeah. cooking yeah. Yep. and yep. I'm going to be pouring her barbecue sauce over it. So. Uh,
0: yeah. That sounds that sounds better than my fish barbecue, right? Like, that's, oh, uh, no, you're yeah. your smoked fish. Smokes smoke oh, should yeah. go well. Right. Uh, Matt. Any plans for the 4th of July weekend?
3: Uh, several, uh, but focused in on, on food. We always have gone for, oh, this is a family tradition, 20 some years where we do a family style, um, rib roast, they'll buy, I don't know, 50 pounds of ribs. And it's a week long process as far as setting up the brine. Uh, and then various different sauces and whatnot. A lot of it they'll do it where uh, it's brined in some type of, you know, a, a light beer. Or sometimes they'll do another type of brine and then all different sauces that go with it as it's finished off. So they will bake in the oven and on some occasions and then they will slow finish it off so that the sauce sort of caramelizes out on uh, a you know, a wood fire or a briquette-fired grill. Some get gas grills or whatnot. I know, Eric, your opinion on gas grills, but most of it is done traditionally, out there on the good old-fashioned briquettes. So that mm. is always a, an activity over the Fourth of July that we have uh, participated in, and uh, probably will go to do. I have some All concerts right. scheduled for that that following Sunday. Uh, for 90s uh rock band fans, I am headed to see uh Bush and uh wow. Candlebox. Um, I actually have a Pretty good friend that is friends with the um lead guitarist in candle blocks currently. So very, very fun. I know go we're gonna see them on Sunday.
0: I know we're at the hour. We got to let these guys go because they're super busy. Uh we do have Laura Heisman, our CMO, coming on the podcast August 20th. So we're excited about that. We'll begin every Wednesday, 12 to 1. Come join us, say hello, and uh, go register for VMworld. See you again next week. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you, you so much
4: for having us. Thank you. Bye. Bye.